Fletcher opened his eyes, but all he saw was darkness. He groaned and nudged Ignatius, whose claw was splayed across his chin. The demon complained with a sleepy mule before tumbling onto the cold stone beneath them. Good morning, or whatever time it is, Fletcher mumbled, flaring a weird light into existence. It hung in the air like a miniature sun, spinning gently. The room was bathed in cold blue light, revealing the cramped windowless cell that was paved with smooth flagstones. In the corner lay a latrine, a simple hole in the ground that was covered by a jagged piece of slate. Fletcher stared at the large iron door embedded in the wall opposite him. As if on cue, there was a rattle as the small flap at the bottom of the door eased back, and a mailed hand pushed through the gap. It groped around for the empty bucket that sat beside the door. The sound of gurgling followed, and the bucket was replaced, sloshing with water. Fletcher watched the flap expectantly, then groaned as he heard the echo of footsteps walking away. No food again, buddy, Fletcher said, rubbing a crestfallen Ignatius under his chin. It wasn't unusual. Sometimes the jailer just didn't bother bringing food. Fletcher's stomach growled, but he ignored it and reached for the loose stone he kept beside his bed to scratch another notch in the wall. Though it was hard to tell the time with no natural light, he assumed that he received food and water, or sometimes like today, just water, once a day. He didn't need to count the hundreds of notches on the wall to know how long he had been imprisoned. He knew them by heart now. One year, Fletcher sighed, settling back into the straw. Happy anniversary. He lay there contemplating the reason for his imprisonment. It had all started that one night when his childhood nemesis, Didrik, had cornered him in a crypt and tried to murder him, gloating about his father's plans to turn the entire village of Pelt into a prison. And then came Ignatius, from out of nowhere, burning Didrik as he advanced, giving Fletcher time to escape. The little demon had risked his own life to save Fletcher's, even in the first moments of their bond. In the aftermath, Fletcher had become a fugitive, for he knew Didrik's family would lie through their teeth to frame him for attempted murder. His only consolation was that if it hadn't happened, he might never have made it to Vokan's academy. Had it really been two whole years since Ignatius entered his life, and he first set foot in that ancient castle? He could remember his last moments there so clearly. His best friend, Othello, had earned the respect of the generals and convinced his fellow dwarves not to rebel against the Hominum Empire. Silver had cemented the peace between their races and had proven herself and the other elves worthy allies. Even Seraph, the first commoner to be elevated to nobility, in over a thousand years, had impressed his fellow nobles during the tournament. Perhaps most satisfying of all, the Forsyth plot to create a new war with the elves and dwarves in order to profit their weapons business had been foiled completely. It had all been so perfect.